for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we're back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Asia Million. How's it going today, Asia? Hi. Good. Everything is good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You know, I'm just kind of coming down from craziness yesterday, and so waking up this morning, it was like, all right, I'm relaxed. I'm not anxious, and mm-hmm. so, you know, it was it was a hectic day yesterday but I feel a hundred times better so I'm good okay well that's good yeah but uh first off before we jump into everything I want to thank you very much for giving us the time to sit down and chat a little bit I really appreciate it um and so before like we get into your new book all the music you've been releasing you've been staying very busy during this global pandemic so (laughs) we've definitely got a lot to talk about and I'm really excited to kind of get to know more about the release strategy the book you know all that fun stuff but you have a pretty uh storied history as far as your journey into music so for the people that don't know who you are um what's kind of your origin story what got you into music you know stuff like that um well I begin to you know get serious about music as far as like on the you know professional side um in high school Mm -hmm. i started singing um gospel music from young while i was in church but it wasn't until i got to high school that i really wanted to take it on professionally and um and you know i knew that it was really a part of my purpose um so in high school i spent my whole four years in high school uh, looking for other females to put a group together, you know, that was more so my focus. <laughs> um, and we sang a lot, we practiced a lot. And um, I mean, you know, it, it started there and about a year after high school, I got a record deal. Um, you know, me and my my partner, Janae. It was four of us, you know, a lot of things happened with all the other uh, the females and um Janae and I were the two that were available and we just, we, we made it happen. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And then, uh, in 95, I believe it was, is that 95 is about when you signed the record deal? Yes. Okay. Um, and then from there you went on and got to work with some very amazing talent. Uh, I was reading like Teddy Riley, uh, P Diddy or, what what is what names do you go by now? Sean? Is it just Sean Combs? <laughs> I, I feel like that's a very dated reference because there, there was that point. I think, he, I think he's at Diddy right now. <laughs> okay, Diddy, okay. Um, so how did you? Was that all from signing the record deal, or how how did you start working with such big name talent, or how did you start getting introduced to names like that? Well, after um, after the group broke up, I got into songwriting Mm -hmm. and um, I did have management at the time. So as far as Diddy, um, my manager at the time, um, 
assigned me to go work out of daddy's house with some of the producers and, um, you know, creatives that were signed with um, Bad Boy. So I was just, you know, I was in his studio working with a lot of the creatives that work out of that studio. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Teddy Riley kind of, it, that actually kind of like um, segued me into the, the whole Teddy Riley thing. I did um, a record for, I did a hook for Heavy D, mm-hmm. rest in peace, when he was alive. Um, I was working with a producer, Slam, and I did a, a, a hook for um, Heavy D, and I guess Teddy Riley heard it from, you know, heard what I did, and then he hired me to come out to Virginia and, and, and do some vocals for him as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, so working throughout the years doing writing, you also parlayed that into doing some vocal coaching and now you're writing and you're still releasing your own music as well. So you got your hand in a lot of different fires. Um, let, let's start with the book. It is a, as an addition, it is an addition or it's a second part, right? You released mm-hmm. two books, you released one back about five years ago. And then this, right. this one is the second one. And it is called uh, Dream, Love, and Music Lifestyle Revised. Correct. Right? Um, so what's kind of the idea behind that book? So this book was actually a part two to the first one. Um, hmm, it's Okay, so we have three different categories. We have dreams. Mm-hmm. which falls under, you know, purpose, mm-hmm. um, goals, life goals, purpose. Um, we have love, which um, I talk a lot about relationships and a lot about sex and the purpose of sex and, you know, how do you know when you're really in love? And then, and then I have music and, you know, not necessarily the music industry, but just music, what, how powerful music is and why music was created and, um, the different effects that music can have. So those are the three things that actually uh, saved my life. You know, um, when I was a little girl, it was just, you know, a lot going on in my personal life. And I didn't, you know, really f- feel like I had a voice or a place. And this was a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, sometimes, you know, as human beings, we get to this point, like, why am I here? Like, what am I living for? Like, what, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got, I was in that, phase and um I left my house one day just contemplating suicide but as I was sitting there thinking I said you know what instead of dying how would I want to live my life and I started dreaming about the life that I wanted to live so that that is what started the book so that's like in the first part of the book um but a lot of, you know, a lot of the feedback that I got was that the book wasn't long enough or I left out a lot. So I'm doing the second book as a part two um, because I, you know, working with a lot of artists, I realized that a lot of artists are going through the same thing that I went through. And I, you know, sometimes you think you're going through something and, and sometimes you think you're like the only one going through it and sometimes you feel alone or whatever. But then when you hear other people share their stories and it's like, wow, like we can relate. I started realizing that a lot of people, you know, go through different things. I mean, it's different. It's their mm-hmm. own story, but it's similar, you know? Yeah. So the, I wrote the, a book just yeah. because I wanted to kind of like share my story and let people out there know that they're not alone in, you know, whatever they're feeling. Gotcha. Gotcha. So 
the and the first book was released in 2015 and it's under the same same name correct dreams love and music and then the subtitle is dream your life then okay. live your dreams gotcha and then the second one is lifestyle revised soundtrack of my life yes gotcha awesome and are, are you working planning on a, a third book or is do you kind of see it just staying the two um, that's a good question. Uh, at first I wanted it just to be the two, but I'm actually getting a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of different, uh, I'm getting the push. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting the push and I'm getting the, um, you know, a lot of people are reaching out and want me to do another book. And so I, I will see what happens. My intention was to put the two books out and then perhaps just like get back into music. Okay. Um, get back into um, empowerment, women empowerment, um, and just getting out and doing like a live your dreams tour and mm -hmm. just going around and just traveling and, you know, singing for people, letting everyone know, talking, you know, to people, letting everyone know that, you know, you have, if you're, as long as you're alive, you have a purpose. And I just kind of want to get around and spread that word and inspire people to, you know, be great. Yeah, and absolutely. live their purpose so that's that that was my thing but if a book you know if it if it comes along I, I i you know i'll consider doing another book gotcha that's awesome um so was writing like i mean obviously songwriting's been part of your passion for a while but was writing a book ever something that you wanted to do growing up or was it just like you had this idea and started exploring you know, growing up, I didn't know exactly what I wanted. I didn't know I was going to be a songwriter. I didn't know I was going to be an author. I knew I used to keep a journal. I have a whole crate full of books from mm -hmm. high school. Every day that I came home, I dated it. And I would write how I felt. And I just have a whole bunch of books that I would just write how my day went and how I felt. So I've always written I never really knew, okay, this is going to be a song or this is going to be a book. That, the song, you know, that came later on, but no, I, I didn't think anything in particular. I just knew that I've, I, in my mind, I just wanted to be a singer, you know? So mm -hmm. it wasn't until we're singing and then you, you know, common sense wasn't really that common for me back then, but it was just like, in the studio, like, duh, obviously we got to write our songs. I guess in my mind, I'm thinking the songs are going to already be there for us and we're going to learn them. But our producer was like, yeah, you guys can write your verses. And so I, you know, it, it was, e it was easy for me to write the song because I was already writing mm. like poems and books and I mean, not books, like in my book, my journal, like diary type of yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, like, I want to say um, I started getting the, 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 the book, the author itch um, later on okay. in life. You know, not yeah. when I was a child, I didn't think book. I did start feeling like the movie thing too. I'm like, you know what? I want to write a, you know, a screenplay or, or, mm -hmm. or a direct a movie. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I, I didn't think book until I wrote the first, like not too long before I wrote the first book actually. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And it, you know, yeah. it just seemed like I have a really good friend who we, and this is in my, the, 
the book that I wrote, I have a chapter called Paragon. Mm -hmm. And in that chapter, I have a friend who, who says to me, you're always working. You're always working for somebody else. You're always working on all of these projects. Mm -hmm. You're always working with this artist and you're always pushing. When are you going to work on yourself? Like when mm -hmm. do you, you need to write a book. You need to talk about you. you need, and she actually put that in my ear about, you know, maybe yeah, six years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she kept saying that. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that, but I'm going to do my music. And, you know, she kept on saying like, stop. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to accept every offer that's, that's, that's given to you because what it's doing is, is it's slowing you down from telling your story. Yeah. And, um, and that's how that, the books came about, honestly. I will say though, the fact I've tried to write, or I'm in the process of trying to write a book currently. Yeah. It is the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. Really? For whatever reason, every time I sit down to write, I'll get to a point, I'll lose my train of thought or I'll lose my interest. And then it's really hard for me to get back into get that back frame in. of mind later down the line or the next day or week whenever I'm ready to write back. And so I find myself rewriting the same stuff over and over ah. again, just in hopes that I can kind of you know it is literally the hardest thing i've ever had to do so the fact that you've written two books is amazing to me right Aww, it's, it's just you. like i i don't know if it's just me and how i operate things but i writing has just never come easy to me for and i have well uh, yeah, it could. It depends on what you're writing about, too. Mm -hmm. Are you writing your own story? Are you doing a memoir? Are you? It, it, it's kind of. I'm gonna be a little blunt here. It's all about how film school is BS. About because, film school? Yeah, because I went to film school. Okay, got I, you. Got I you. Got you. Got you. School, and I feel like the degree I have isn't worth the paper it's written on. Mm. And so basically, I wanted to write this book about how I feel film school is BS and it's called the saga of the film school burnout. And basically I want it to be in itself, a book of life lessons, stuff that I learned while I was going through school and then coming out of school. And then also at the same time, be a guide for young filmmakers or content creators, whatever, yeah. to make their own content like hey you don't you could actually take this book and learn everything you need to know mm -hmm. you know so yeah that, that's well you know what if i can just give you a little piece of advice um i would i would say because it, it's your story mm -hmm. you know and one thing that I, I i helped me write my book is you you can't really think about all of these other people and what they're going to think and their feelings, just think about how you feel and just write. Just think mm -hmm. about how you feel and share your story. Mm -hmm. um, whether somebody else is a part of the story and they're right or wrong or indifferent or whatever the pay. Right now, as you're writing, you're just writing your own experience because it's your story to tell. Everybody mm -hmm. has a story and everybody perceives um, things differently. And what could have been BS to you could have been the most amazing thing to somebody else mm -hmm. from their perspective. So you're telling it from your perspective. So mm -hmm. I just write. Okay. You know, I have a, um, a publisher who made a joke to me one time and said, write drunk and then edit sober. 
(laughs) which basically what I got from that is just, you know, if you don't drink and whatever, just write. Doesn't even, don't think about structure. Don't think about anything. Just write, 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 write. And then when you go back to edit it now, that's when you're going to kind of like format it and put it together. I got you. I have been trying, because I have found a lot more success just doing things in seg- like segmenting things. Cause yeah. I think what happens is when I sit down to write, I'm looking at the full picture of, Oh my, Oh my, what are, there's so much I got to do. But like when I go in and do like little short articles, like, cause I, as part of live and amplified, we also do a digital magazine mm-hmm. and every once in a while I'll jump in and do like a little, a little piece on something. And I find those a lot easier to write just because it's like, okay, it's not as daunting of a task because it's like, okay, I've only got to hit a thousand words or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but that that's just kind of me going through the process and the, I, I don't want to say a failed school system because I was a part of the no child left behind, but I probably should have been. You know, that's kind of always been my motto in life. Um, so dreams, love, and music lifestyle. You're also simultaneously releasing singles along with the with the book. Yes. What, what was kind of the idea behind that release strategy? Because it's, yeah. Um, the idea behind that was, well, because... I wanted to tell my story in a way that I actually express myself, Mm -hmm. which is musically. So I wanted to share my story musically. Um, You know, there, there are some people who may feel like I don't have time to read a book or I, you know, I'm not a reader, which what my intention behind that is to write this song. And in that song, it'll probably make them say, Hey, let me go pick up the book and see what, what this verse is about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I kind of, you know, I kind of want to encourage people to read more. Um, I, music is amazing. Um, a lot of people would rather listen to music than read a book or whatever like that. Or, But my thing is, I, I want to kind of get people more into the, to you know, reading. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I, I wanted it to kind of be fun for them too. Like, you know, they can have something to kind of like, re, you know, relate to the book or make them say, oh, okay, this is what she's talking about in the song. Okay, let me go read the book. Okay, awesome. So it the music is meant to kind of help tease the book, but the te- the book will kind of help understand the music a little bit more? Is that kind of? Yeah, it could work. Okay. I wouldn't say tease, but it could tease it. I mean, it could it could do that. that was, I wasn't thinking in terms of, of that, but yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, you know. Okay. Awesome. So as far as your music goes, are you still have more stuff in the back pocket to release or where are you kind of at creatively on that aspect? Yeah, well, I do. I actually have a single coming out on October 20th. Okay. Um, and so I do want to continue to, to drop singles, um, mm-hmm. you know, for each chapter, but I'm actually going to start working on um, a soundtrack as well, a compilation album. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. So you're you're staying really busy during this pandemic. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, 
you know, you have to. I think that's the, the that's what everyone should do if they can, because you know, what's the opposite of 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 being creative? Destructive. Yep. You know, if you're not being creative. You can be destructive. So it's like if you're sitting around just looking at or feeling what you're feeling and going through everything and all of the stuff that's happening, it can be very depressing. Then that brings me back to the feeling of how I felt a long time ago. Like, ah, oh, I don't want to be here. Like. You know, you've got to stay creative, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, yeah, that's what worked for me. You know, I couldn't even watch the news. Watching the news for long periods of time kind of like had me depressed. So I would turn it off and I would just turn on music and do things that made me happy. Cause that's the goal to be happy, yeah. you know, not to get pulled into all this crap. Even though like, listen, I, you know, I'm not detached. I don't detach myself. I allow myself to look at the news and feel other things and you know communicate with people because i am human and i am aware that these things are happening but in order for me to really serve a purpose mm -hmm. i have to kind of like separate myself for a few and and i do a lot of meditating and a lot of breathing and a lot of things that will keep me creative so that i could feel like i'm actually serving a purpose and helping others who may not know how to do that you know yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, what all, what got you into doing vocal coaching? I guess is the best way to kind of lay out that question. Uh, was that something that you, when you started writing and doing your own music, you always felt that you had something to teach people, or what? What ultimately got you into? Um, you know, vocal coaching wasn't something that I thought I would be doing. That wasn't a direct plan of mine. But in writing a song and, um, and producing vocals in the studio for the artists that I'm writing for, I tend to have to tell them how to sing it or show them a tone or somebody has to do like a riff and they don't, they don't understand the, the notes and the movement in that mm -hmm. riff. I have to kind of like break it down for them. So it started that way. Um, and so at first I wasn't really doing vocal coaching. I was doing more so vocal product, um, production. And, okay. um, but people would call me outside of that. Like, you know, you really helped me you know, realize a, a lot of things about my voice that I didn't recognize um, and started wanting me to coach them. So it just happened that way. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so that'll segue nicely into this next little segment that we like to do. We like to pass on knowledge to younger musicians. So either as a musician, as a writer, or as a vocal coach, however you choose to answer the next couple of questions, um, what is one thing you would tell your younger self as a musician? Yeah, that's funny you ask because... In my new book, I'm talking to my younger self. Mm. Um, but I would tell my younger self to recognize certain signs. Mm -hmm. um, don't ignore the signs because when I was younger, I would see, you know, leave me in a relationship and you see a red, a red flag. I would see the red flag and still ignore it because I want to fix things. But I would tell my younger self, like, you can't fix everything. Like, recognize sometimes the signs as a stop sign um, and kind of, like, stay focused on, on what you're doing because sometimes these things are distractions. 
So I would, I would tell my, my younger self, I, you know, I would, I would really show my younger self how to be a little more focused on, you know, on the thing that, that, that matters to me. And, um, yeah, because I noticed about myself that I'd get pulled in. Like, I have a really big heart and I care a lot. So I could be, you know, studying or writing and somebody calls me with something that's going on. And I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh, I'm on my way. And I stop what I'm doing to go, you know, do all these other things. And I, I didn't really know that about myself. I didn't even realize that I was just reacting um, naturally. So I would tell my younger self to, like, just be careful about what all you know all these things people will pull you all all places mm -hmm. if you're not aware of it so just to be a little more aware of that yeah. and then th this is kind of a little bit more directed to you but i think there will be kind of a interesting way to loop this back into the original idea what how finding yourself creatively what was one thing you struggled with like when you were a younger musician or at any point in your career? How did you go about trying to find yourself creatively, like the voice you wanted, like what you wanted to say in your music, you know, stuff like that? Uh, I don't, you know what, different, it's funny because you know, like how when you're around different people and different energies bring out different sides of you? That's the same thing like with music. Like different tracks that I've gotten bring out, evoke different emotions. So sometimes, I I mean, I don't ever have to like pre, like, you know, think about it too hard. Like what do I want to do or how do I feel? All I do is just like listen to the song and see how I feel. Mm -hmm. If the song feels smooth, I'll give it a smooth tone. If it's an up tempo and it's a very lot, lot like a lot hard drums, I have to sing a little harder. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I kind of just see how I feel and feel, mm -hmm. you know, feel the vibes. Now, there are times that because I'm working with an artist, they'll, mm -hmm. they're really telling me what they want. Mm -hmm. So as a songwriter working on somebody else's project, it, it, it becomes easy for me to do it that way too, because I don't have to sit here and think about how I feel. I have to hear what they're telling me and how they feel. And then I'll, I'll write like that as well. So, um, yeah, sometimes that may be, I think the hardest part, like giving somebody what they want when it, it's total opposite of what I feel that the track is doing. So sometimes I have to kind of like live with the track and, and let it play over and over and over and over again so that I could kind of make the two make sense together. You know? I got you. I completely. Um, and then what's one thing that you see younger musicians uh, doing that they can improve upon, whether it's like vocal technique or social media, what's one thing from your perspective that you see younger musicians doing that is like constantly that you feel could be improved? Oh, that I feel can be improved? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I think that would be kind of like following each other, following the trend too much. You hear like a lot of the same sounds, mm -hmm. the auto-tune, the, the, the same type of ad-libs. So what I think, I mean, I like, I, I like, I like artists and I like their individualities and I like to see who people are. And I like, I don't, you know, I think it would be that. I think it would be just 
who are you? You know, tell us your story. Like the same way I tell you about writing your book. Mm. Tell us, tell us your story, even if it's musically. Like, what? One thing about us as human beings is we all have a, a, a voice. We all have our own voice. So when I hear artists just sounding like the other person and everybody's sounding alike, it's like, okay, I get what's happening. This is what's in, but my thing is, who are you? What What's your voice? What what would you do if this didn't exist? Mm-hmm. Who would you be then? So that, that, I guess that's what it would be. Just trying to pick and find out what they really would. Gotcha. That's rap about. So outside of music, outside of writing, all that fun stuff, what do you do to kind of escape everyday life and just kind of pull back and relax a little bit? What's kind of your, um, relaxing techniques or what do you do to just kind of escape everything? Yeah, I do. Um, I do meditating. I do. Um, I like, you know, work out. I like to, you know, go to the gym and, um, uh, I mean, music is still involved with everything that I do. Even mm. if I'm not the one making the music, I listen yeah. to music. I use music for everything. So, you know, I, I'll clean for, um, cleaning is therapy. If I turn the music up and I just go around the whole house cleaning, but friends, you know, I have, I have a, a small group of friends that I really enjoy spending time with, good conversations, um, you know, family, you know, I'll do movie night with my kids and stuff like that, um, play Jenga, you know, we have games, yeah, we'll sit here and play games with the family, so I love people. I love my family. I love my friends and I love hanging out and I love just being human and not having to think about working, mm-hmm. you know, or anything like that. So, yeah. I've just recently started getting back into playing Uno. Oh, some, yeah. For we some play reason. Uno. Yeah. We play I take it because I got a notification on my phone saying, hey, download Uno. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a thing I could play on my phone. Okay. Right. And now I take it way too seriously. Like, it's just like <laughs> you would fit in with us. We take Uno way too seriously. Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll we'll play it all night, and we're serious about it too. Yeah, like they got this like two v two, so it's like teams kind of like playing spades or something. Mm. And it's like I'm sitting there watching the other person that doesn't know this is like a two versus two because like on the app it doesn't really say hey this is a two v two you just got to kind of pick up the hints like hey we're on a team and then they don't know how to play with the team it's just like no yeah I take it way too seriously that is so funny but I mean you know it's it's cool yeah it's a good thing yeah Um, I know like with Uno um every time you play like when I play Uno with somebody different the rules always change. Oh, yeah. Do you notice that? I'm like, yeah. sometimes you can't put down. Uh, I'm like, like, if you don't say Uno, as soon as you put it down, they'll make you pick up two cards. Or It's just, I'm like, it's always different rules. I'm like, where are these rules coming from? Yeah. But it's like, so, like, when I grew up, it was you could stack. You had to say Uno. Um, if you didn't, you had to draw. I think it was just one card when uh, I was playing. Now they make us do two. And then, like, if you didn't have the color that or a card to play, you had to mm-hmm. continuously draw until you got a card. But on the game that I'm playing now, it's like you only draw one card. And I was like, well, that's not fun. Like, the whole fun of it is, oh, we know what's in at this deck, and he ain't going to draw a green card for at least 10 more cards. And so he's, you know, 
But. Right. It's always something. And then when you like when you have one more card left, right? You say Uno, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you win, I because I was playing and I put my last card down and I thought I won. And they were like, Oh, you didn't say Uno out. You gotta pick up two more cards. And I'm like, what? I'm out. I already put my cards down. Like, why do I have to say Uno out? I said Uno. So it's just like, I don't know if the rules are changing or people are just trying to prevent no, it, it, it's kind of like college drinking games where everybody's got their own different house rules <laughs> got, it. Like, <laughs> got it yeah it's so you just got to kind of figure it out you just got to yeah. <laughs> okay but you know it, it i can't believe i compared uno to college drinking games <laughs> No, it sounds pretty accurate because I'm playing with my like my my son and my nephews and they're the ones who are, who are doing this to me like trying to prevent me from winning and they're telling me all these things. I'm like, no, like no, no, no. That sounds pretty accurate. That's yeah. the age that they're at. So yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah. Oh, uh, so kind of moving forward, uh, have you been had a chance to kind of do any live streams as far as uh still playing music or have you not really had a chance to adventure into that during the pandemic uh not really okay no i mean i've gone live on instagram while i was in the studio and shared a little bit of what i was doing but nothing nothing more than that okay gotcha gotcha and then um kind of moving forward from that you're working on new music you're working on the soundtrack um you got any plans of doing like uh music videos for any of the singles that you've dropped within the last couple months or is that yeah we're um we're talking about it i have um the the song that i have coming out on october 20th i have um a feature okay one of my partners like the actual actually the 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 female that i had with me that we you know when i first got my record deal Mm -hmm. She's singing on this song with me. And, you know, we're talking about ideas of doing a video. So um, at first I wasn't because my focus was more, more so like the book and I didn't want to pull people away from the book because mm-hmm. with the video, now you're giving them audio, you know, you're giving them a visual and yeah. they might just be content with that and yeah. still not go read. Yeah. So my focus was to try and get them to read. But um, I do have, um, you know, things change because people will, you know, approach me with different ideas and open up my mind to something that I may not have thought about and, and so forth and so forth. So yeah, videos are definitely um, in the works. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And then for the uh, new song that you're dropping on the 20th, have you released uh, the name of it? Have, or um, what's kind of the story behind the song? Feel free, like anything that you feel comfortable saying about it. Yeah, Driven is um, the name of the song that will be released on the 20th. And that is for chapter two. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's a very high energy, up-tempo song. <laughs> and um, it's just a song that's supposed to keep you driven. Whether you're actually driving and, you know, you, you need that pick-me-up music, mm-hmm. you know, you have a long ride, you have that upbeat music that's going to keep you going, or whether you're just, you know in the house and you just don't feel like doing anything, but you know, you have a lot to do. You put that music on and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna inspire you to just move and go get the job done. You know, whether you're at work, you know, whatever. So it, you know, the whole point of that song is 
to basically like in the in the chapter driven i talk about a lot of the things that keep me driven Mm -hmm. which leads into purpose that's how you find your purpose when you think about like what gives you drive like if you wake up in the morning and you just don't feel like getting up what's the thing that you think about that makes you say let me get up you know let me get up i have to do Mm -hmm. this or you know just what what's the thing that 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 drives you to even get the type of job that you want or what's the thing that gives you drive to you know do whatever you know so we 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 driven is basically a way to find your purpose um because i talk about in the chapter like if you know what gives you drive Mm -hmm. you would also then be able to know what can cause you to crash right so um that's what that chapter is about but the song is just about um you know me females um just coming up and being an entrepreneur and working hard whether we're at work or whether we're at home or we're a mom or housewife or whatever it is that we're doing is just like just do it well gotcha well i don't want to keep you too much longer because it is saturday morning even if it is during a pandemic you know <laughs> um so where could everybody find you online? Where can they find your music, the book, all that fun stuff? Um, so I do have a website. Um, I have two websites actually, but um, asiamillion.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have asiathecontinent.com. Um, anything is usually Asia, the continent, million. Mm-hmm. So on um on Instagram, it's the continent. On Twitter, it's Asia Million. Mm. Um, Facebook, it's Asia the Continent. Mm. But anytime you punch in Asia the Continent Million, it everything just comes up. Perfect. What else? Did, did I miss anything? TikTok. I just you know I I just started with TikTok, so that's nice. Asia the Continent as well. Nice. I'm seeing a lot of musicians starting to get into TikTok and. You know, it was weird because during at the beginning of the pandemic, I made a concerted effort to be like, okay, I'm going to start posting to Instagram more and I'm going to start posting to TikTok. I, I made a very strong effort in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then they made that announcement saying, hey, TikTok may not be a thing because reasons, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going to stop pushing tiktok because if it's not going to be here in 45 days why am i going to push it push it and then then, yeah things happen and it's like oh i guess i could have just kept doing it but at the time you just (laughs) don't know so yeah but i need to get back on it so and also i did appreciate asia the continent because i was just sitting there like when i got the initial thing i was like Okay, how do I pronounce this? Name? Ah. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out. And then I go through your uh, website and I was like, oh, the continent. Okay, I got it. We're good. And so yep. <laughs> it, it, it was like, it's subtle, but it's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It, it helps everybody out. So I really right. do appreciate that. <laughs> um, but before we leave, I do want to settle one thing since I'm from Chicago, you're from New York. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, I'm not a big fan of New York pizza, but I love New York hot dogs. What? Yes. New York pizza? What? We have like the best pizza. 
<laughs> okay, so the, the point, of, point of bringing that up, I already know your answer, but I just want everybody to, I think I know your answer. I shouldn't say I know your answer, but I think I know your answer. Pineapple pizza, yes or no? No. Okay. I was expecting- pineapple pizza? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Chicago pineapple pizza, that is the biggest no-no. It's kind oh. of like New York hot dogs and mustard, or not putting ketchup on your hot dogs. Okay. I, is that a New York thing or is that a Chicago thing? That might be a Chicago thing. I don't. Yeah, because we do that. We do okay. the ketchup. We do the mustard. We do the onions. We do everything. Okay. Yeah. Then that's a Chicago yeah. thing where you put ketchup on your hot dogs and you get crucified. Chicago's really weird with their food. I just realized that. Holy cow. Okay. But, <laughs> um, no, I, I will say though, I do love a good Nathan's hot dog. Yeah. Like, I want to come out to New York just to travel out to Coney Island and get an original. <laughs> Get that hot. They don't have that in um, Chicago. I mean, they do. Like you can get. Um, they they have like a Nathan the Nathan's franchise or whatever it is, or you can get the frozen hot dogs. Mm. But I but I know, but they don't have like the stands. No, like the hot dog stands that we have in New York. Yeah, we have those hot dog stands every corner in Manhattan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you're right about that. Those hot dogs, that's something, yeah. Something special. It's, <laughs> just, it's just, I like, and it's funny because growing up, I never ate hot dogs. Like, it just wasn't a thing that I ate. And then I was flying from Orlando to Chicago. I was in living in Orlando, so I was flying to Chicago. And I had, like, a four-hour layover. Gotcha. I was laid over in Atlanta, I think, or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly where I was laid over, but they had a, the only thing they had in my area was a Nathan's hot dog thing. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get one. I'm dying hungry. Right. Dying hungry. I'm going to get a hot dog. I ate it. I was like, I'm sure this probably isn't the freshest hot dog. But it's still amazing. So I want to know what like a fresh Nathan's hot dog tastes like. <laughs> so that's one of my life goals is to get out to Coney Island and right. Yeah. Oh, I'll come when you come out. Reach out to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, right now nobody's really going anywhere. But you know. Well, I will say because Coney Island is outside. It's a beach, and everybody's outside. <laughs> Coney Island is lit. People are there. Awesome. You know, they got their mask and everything on, you know, but but they're out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I know my buddy, my sound engineer will be happy to know that I want to go up that way because he's from Boston. Mm. And he's like, oh, we got to go up the East Coast. We've never been up the East Coast. And it's like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll go up the East Coast. And now that, like, yeah. So I'm sure he'll be excited to hear that I want to at least go to New York, even though yeah. Boston is a little bit yeah, further you north. should you should but, you know life is happening here you know you got you again everybody's protecting themselves but life yeah. is happening new york we're not gonna let things we're not gonna so, be dead for too long we yeah. just like we got to get back up we got to get up you know one thing i do like about new york is that there's always something going on and they're like this if you're not holding yourself accountable it seems like the city's just going to leave you behind that's correct because that again everybody's is always moving forward yep. there's always something that needs to be done we got to work we got to do that's the energy here in new york so 
Oh. Even like with the mask, some people would be, some people would feel like, oh my gosh, what is life now, you know? And, but a lot of people from New York is like, all right, well, if I got to I got to do what I have to do. That's not going to stop. So if I got to wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask and keep going. So, I mean, out here, I mean, you know, even Great Adventures, which is New Jersey, right next door to New York. I went to Great Adventures and it was crowded. It was like wow. a day, a regular day. Everybody's online. I'm like, what? They had their mask on, but it was just, they, you know, they get on a roller coaster with their mask on and pull it down or whatever. I mean, people are out here and so far nothing. It didn't, you know, the corona didn't spike back up. So trust me, you know, if you want to, if you need an escape, or in a new, you know, an environmental change, New York would be good. You, you, you'll feel, you know, one thing that I do say, like a lot of people are starting to feel dehumanized, mm -hmm. but you come out to New York, you'll feel like a human again. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, people, life, you know, yeah. you can stay away, but you can still feel the energy and it, it's yeah. a pick me up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so that's, that's the one thing that's really appealed to me is everything that you just said and, there's always something going on. It seems like, you know, at any given point, if you just need to go be around people, go to Times Square, like just pick any semi-popular place and you're going to be around more people than you can handle. And mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll help get me out of my, in the, like, I've, I'm more introverted these days mm -hmm. and not by choice, but you know, it's just kind of like, I just kind of enjoy being introverted and I, I kind of feel like I need to get a little bit more extroverted and get it out a little bit. So I feel like New York would get me out of that real quick. It would. So, You're right. It would. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure sitting here and chatting with you. Um, can't wait to hear the new single. Can't wait to see what else you got coming up with and the eventual um, third book, if that ends up happening. Um, <laughs> But thank you once again so much for jumping on. Really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys later. All right. Cool. Streams off. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then if – so the stream is live now, um, and then the audio version will be up on – Monday evening, Monday evening or Tuesday morning. I have to kind of go back and find it on Instagram. Is it under Tom? Oh no! Uh, for the it, it's the live and amplified. It'll be it'll be live. Hang on, I gotta go look and see what. Okay, I get it. So I'll, I know what it. I I know live and amplified, but yeah, on Facebook the, with the N instead of spelling out and right. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's the only real page that I have on Instagram. Um, and then, so I'll upload it on Spotify or the audio version on Spotify, and that'll be up on Monday night or Tuesday morning. And okay. yeah. And I'll send that over to you. I could send that to you through Instagram, email, you know, or send it over to Brittany and she can get it to you. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, perfect. I, I think I just found a page. All right. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll talk soon. All right. Awesome. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Bye.